Pickaxe. Hello, I'm Wheels, the Dungeon Master for Storybreakers. Love critical role in movies like Hot Fuzz and Spotlight? Actual play series Storybreakers combines the fantasy adventure of Dungeons & Dragons with small-town comedy and mystery in an episodic tale of journalists on the hunt for the secret underbelly of a tiny town where nothing seems to happen. But excuse me if I don't think a bunch of ragtag journalists from a podunk town are actually going to be of any help. But technically, I don't come from here. When the mysterious arrival of a celebrity from the Heroes and Adventurers Guild sets off a strange conspiracy, the group will have to leave what they think they know about the world at the door, if they're ever to unravel the truth at the heart of this seemingly nondescript town. It's not front page of the Sussai Star I pull up the, the today's, like, installment of the news to see what the front page actually is. There's a big picture of a pumpkin that's been stepped on, and it says, Outrage as pumpkin stepped on. <laughs> Storybreaker Season 1 in its entirety is available for listening right now wherever you get your podcasts. With Season 2 on the way. Find out more at dicebreaker.com. Hello everyone, welcome back to High Rollers, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast in the world of Erois, run by Dungeon Master Mark Sherlock Humes, with me, Tom, playing Kelek Adkalar, the cleric wizard. Hi, I'm Rhiannon, I'm playing Sentry, I am a guardian paladin. I am Chris Trot, I'm playing Lucius Viren Elowin Elenastio, and I am a high elf sorcerer. Hi, I'm Katie, I'm playing Ayla, a wild elf barbarian. And I'm Kim, I'm playing Nova, who is an air ganassi, and she is a hexblade warlock. Thanks to our regular sponsor, D&D Beyond, the official Dungeons & Dragons Toolset. Create your free account and speed up your campaigns today. Welcome back to High Rollers DD. Last time, the party. Having recovered from the events aboard the Astral Citadel Aegis V, began their journey towards the City of Glass aboard their airship, the Storm Chaser. Nova, currently situated in the medical chamber or quarters, I guess, of the airship, continues to heal. However, her arm deteriorates and displays magical after effects that necrotize life or anything living that she touches. However, she does earn the respect of Helios, the Eterna, who had bound themselves to Sentry and the crew. When alone, Nova takes some time to use the ILS, a portable illusory device with the programmed mind of Callus Starbane himself. Quill, Sentry, and Lucius spend time performing their duties above the Storm Chaser as Nova recovers. Sentry uh, and Lucius decide to get to know the crew a little better during this time. Lucius. Hoping to earn the respect of the wolf pack, begins drinking, carousing with them in the evenings away from the rest of the team. One night, he overindulges to a heavy degree and wakes up with no memory of the night before. A new ring of woven rope on his finger and a beast walker woman called Faith curled up by his side. Sentry befriends Howard, the halfling cook. Sentry befriends Howard, the halfling cook, and after spending time getting to know him, discovers that there is a little bit more to the halfling's uh, tale than it first seemed, and a tragic history of a lover and a son left abandoned. Uh, the party passed the island of Corsari off the northwest coast of Suvona. The crew became immediately alarmed as an approaching dragon carrying dragonborn soldiers approached the storm chaser. 
The dragon arriving, calling himself Amadrasos, an emissary and official for the Draconis Militarum. He forcefully inspects the airship, discovers the Starbane uniform in Lucius's quarters, and outrage demands to know what's going on. The party does manage to convince the dragon that they are enemies of Starbane and reveal the events aboard the Aegis V, as well as the events that took place beneath Bright Flame Abbey with Callus and Valor. Amadrasos politely requests that the party divert to the city below to give information to the military there and to discuss potential next steps. And the ship begins its descent down towards the city. Um, Vivek City um, is a settlement that has sprung up around the enormous, enormous gold crystal warship that is called the Vivex itself. Um, the ship is buried halfway into an arid desert-ish land. It's not quite sand. Um, it's more of like a, a badlands or like a wasteland, kind of like thick, cracked mud, um, heavy, rocky terrain, dry scrubland. Um, and the ship itself is kind of half submerged into the ground. Around it, a city has been built. There are settlements made from stone and wood um, scattered all over in quite a large area. It's a very dense city there's quite a heavy population here but the draconis militarum the dragonborn military is everywhere uh, with patrols and guards keeping a watch um, on things as they go there are not a lot of them they are just very disciplined in their patrols um, you can see that for all the citizens you can see around you there aren't that many guards um, there aren't that many soldiers. They are just very consistent and are not <clears throat> slacking off. They are very vigilant in their activities. I believe that you were actually taken down into the city um, and you were being led by Amadrasos in his humanoid form, a very tall, uh, bronze-skinned individual with kind of brassy, coppery hair um, spilling down his back, um, very, very well-kept robes, heavy jewellery, um, as he leads you onto the deck of the ship itself. Um, along the way, you have seen that there are merchants and citizens from Suvona. You see dwarves from Goldthrone. You see tieflings, um, a kind of nomadic people that kind of travel around the lowlands with goods to sell, as well as their ASMR bodyguards who travel with them. Um, there are also others. There are humans, half-elves and dwarves from... They look similar to the Suvonans that you've seen before, but they seem a bit more dour. Their clothing dyed heavily crimson or red. Um, they all have like very thick, dark hair, kind of grown long. Um, and they eye you not suspiciously, but a little bit more sourly than the others uh, do. Uh, you are taken aboard the ship um, and led uh, onto its main deck, this huge sprawling crystal deck that covers a large part of the city. There are strange arcane devices. There are these kind of, they almost look like cannons, but they seem to be made out of the same black crystal um, that are locked into place on the sides of the ship itself. There is no mast that you can see. Uh, it's just like an open parade ground on the top deck. And yeah, you see the occasional dragonborn soldiers, all different colors of dragonborn, um, but you don't see any more dragons. Amadrasos is the only dragon you've seen so far. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, any questions at this point or anything that anybody would like to ask or say or do? I know Ayla, you're probably a little bit out of it, so if you've got any I'll questions about stuff. I think it's easier for me to just catch up while okay. things happen. So. Okay. Yes, <clears throat> um, Amadrasos, he turned into a dragon, didn't he? So is it, what I guess it's not immediately is? obvious. What colour dragon is he? Uh, a copper, I think I made him. Yeah. But I guess, like, 
Is he? Is it immediately obvious that he is a dragon that can turn into? No, I think that now that you see the form, it's not. If you had just met him in the humanoid form, you're not sure if you would have recognized him as a dragon. Okay. But looking now, he's definitely very tall. Um, probably closer to sort of like like high six foot, maybe even seven foot. So he's very tall. Um, his skin is almost perfect. Like there's no uh, issues with complexion. There's no deformities. He looks incredible. He looks like this beautiful seven foot tall humanoid man with long hair. Um, okay. And he's wearing, you know, robes. Almost looks like a mage or maybe a priest, but covered in jewelry. Um, and everybody, the soldiers snap to attention. All these dragonborn kind of snap into attention when he passes. Um, and he's given a, a wide berth by many of the soldiers around. Okay. Dreamy. Once again, Nova has found a new new person <laughs> to lord over. It's like opposite of Starbeam. Yeah. There was an element to him, yeah. There's definitely an element which is similar to Starbane. Very powerful, mm. tall humanoid. Starbane dragon confirmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Amadrasos uh, speaks, he, hold, he holds out a hand to stop you. He doesn't actually speak to you. Um, he just kind of holds out a hand indicating he wishes you to stop where you are. Um, and then turns and walks over to a series of guards who are in front of... I mean, to you it just looks like a plain crystal wall. Um, you can see maybe a very faint at, uh, edge of a doorway, uh, but it just looks like this golden crystal. And I believe I described that um, Sentry and Nova, you can sense that there is a living presence within the ship itself. Um, you can almost hear this kind of... breathing, um, this deep resonant breathing from within the, the crystal and the ship itself. How does the layout and the design of the ship compare to the kind of Starbane ships that we've seen before? I mean, the ship that you were on before, you didn't really see it from the outside. You kind of tunneled your way into its interior. Um, It felt very large when you were inside. This seems enormous. I mean, to make it clear, we're talking like an aircraft carrier in modern... You know, if you want to picture a modern kind of size. So this thing is huge, the ship. I've seen um, tons of aircraft carriers up close as well, so that's a great size reference. Yeah, it's, it's like they are... Ah, uh, yes, yes, I know exactly. You've seen them in films. Yeah. <laughs> right? Sarcastic boy. You've seen... <laughs> a helicarrier is an almost perfect example. Oh, cool. no. like, uh, The helicarrier. Right? Another thing I've seen in real life. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> to get a sense of scale. So you know that, like, clearly... Oh. <laughs> Just had a sweet thrown at my neck. Yeah, for podcast listeners, <laughs> it just made a hilarious sound. It was real smack. You don't it? need a for podcast listeners. They definitely heard that slap. <laughs> um, it was a slap. But yeah, <laughs> it's more to give you the sense that there are this. This thing is huge. It dominates the space that it takes up, and clearly, could people could be living inside of it, and they can mm. function from it. Um, Check position on your mic, Kim, because it's a bit quiet. You might have it a bit low, or like that it's flipped around. Um, And yeah, uh, so Amadrasos goes over, he speaks with a couple of guards, and then returns and gestures for you to follow. Um, And then when, if you do so, and as you approach the doors, they almost just slide open. Like, the crystal just kind of begins to almost twist and particle and shift, um, kind of... And forms and parts way like a curtain being parted for you. Um... And you are led inside. The Dragonborn soldiers, one man, woman, woman, kind of look at you strangely, but you know, not disturbed. They kind of 
more curiously, like why are these why are these people being let inside, kind of thing. And you are led down into a uh, a large section at the rear of the ship. Um, Amadrasos turns and he kind of mentions to you, it's like, "This is the command deck of the ship. Normally, we do not permit non-dragons or draconis militarum personnel to enter." But I think that it's best um, you speak with the Brigadier General. Uh, I also need to inquire as to the status of the General, the, the Commander General themselves. Um, come with me. Um, he kind of gestures. And you are taken through very tight corridors. These are quite tight, narrow, crystalline corridors. Um, you can see that this kind of vein of crystal that you've seen on the Starbane ships exists. But where that was filled with like a purple light, this is filled with a golden light. Um, and you are taken down. Uh, you kind of lose a sense of direction as the corridors become very twisty and narrow and you kind of take multiple routes around. Um, those of you, I think Ayla and Sentry, those of you with a more military mind, it's clearly designed that if people were to get on this ship, if you didn't know where you were going, you could easily get, become lost and you know, be outflanked by people that do know their way around. Like, there's lots of little avenues where people can kind of get around and behind you. Um, it's a very defensible kind of layout uh, cool. for the ship itself. But you were eventually led down um, into what you think might be like a hull, like the bottom of this great ship, um, and into a very large, very extravagant uh, armory. You can see that the walls are lined with these uh, thick metal cases, like chests, um, which contain very strange looking gear, some of it made from crystal, some of it made from uh, metal, some of it has glowing arcane sigils on it. Um, and you can see that there are there is a large table, like a council table, um, and there are several dragonborn and what you think might be another dragon in human form. Um, this one is a, a woman, um, silver, uh, kind of almost like pale moonlight skin, silvery hair falling down, but extremely athletically built. Where Amadrasos is thin and lithe and very elegant, this woman has, you know, biceps, and you can see that she has a broad shoulders, a warrior's physique. Um, as she kind of speaks with the others. Uh, Amadrasos gestures to a, a number of chairs and suggests that you take a seat temporarily. So wait, how many other people are in here, sorry? There are, I can tell you, there is exactly uh, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, not including Amadrasos, so six now. So all uh, Dragonborn? Uh, four Dragonborn and what appears to be potentially another female dragon. Right, okay. Nice. Um, I'd just like to know how many dragons are in the room, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two, at any two one dragons. Time. At any one time. Four dragons. Like to know. How many dragons in this dungeon? Um, Amadrasos bows deeply before the rest of them, um, and they all kind of turn to him. Um, and the, the silver dragon woman uh, is, Custodian, what are you doing here? We had reports that there was uh, an unauthorized flyover by a, a vessel. Yes, that is correct, Major. I have brought the individuals in question here... Uh, they have information regarding Callus. Uh, they have already apprised me of several details. I wanted to know if the general is awake yet. Um, and you see the other dragons and the dragonborn kind of shift. Uh, one of the dragonborn, um, a gold dragonborn actually, uh, kind of like snaps to attention. I'm afraid to, I'm afraid to tell you, custodian, that the, gen uh, the commander general is... Awakening him is proving difficult. He is slipping in and out of slumber. Rousing him fully is proving problematic. It's getting worse. 
Ah, I see. We've also been having reports of uh, some of our scouts going missing. That was what we were just discussing. Um, we shouldn't continue this conversation while we have non-authorized personnel in the room. Very well. Uh, and he kind of turns. Allow me to make introductions. And he kind of gestures to you all to come up. Uh, he gestures to the silver dragon woman uh, beside him. Major Yaksa, uh, another one of my kind. Uh, here we have, and he points to the, th- uh, the four dragonborn. Brigadier General Kavax, Colonel Ulmak, Colonel Garvis, and Lieutenant Colonel Lasavex. We are some of the more higher-ranking officials here on the Vivex. Your names, repeat them. I've forgotten them already. I'll uh, step forward and bow, because okay. I'm kind of used to this sort of formality. There's a, there's a heavy formality here, and I think that... I feel a little s- bit more comfortable. You, I think for Lucius, this is... It's different to how people treat the Sky Prince um, in Gusthaven, but you've seen this kind of attitude with his generals, and when there is a kind of war, you know, any kind of like military meeting, essentially you'd be very familiar with this. This is a war council. This is these are elite officers who are discussing military tactics. Um, you can see that the table has maps of the area. It has maps of Erois, um, and they were very clearly in some sort of very important conversation when you came in. So you bow deeply. Uh, humbled to meet your acquaintance. Thank you for the entry. Uh, I am the captain of the storm chaser that uh, passed unauthorized across your lands. And uh, my name is Lucius Virion Elowin Elenasto, hail from Gusthaven. They kind of look over you, and the dragonborns um, look over and they're like, We are familiar with Gusthaven, uh, Lord Elenasto. Um, we do much uh, great business with them. Thank you for your uh, courteous welcome. Curtis, greeting. And the rest of you? Uh, uh. Ayla, hi. Ayla. Nice to meet you all. There's kind of an uncomfortable kind of shuffling as they're... Sorry, I don't do as good as he does. It's more that we are not used to casual uh, travellers entering our war chamber. I'm just with it. I I don't know. I'm just with them. Mm. So I'm not used to the fancy ones. You see one of the Dragonborn whisper like, bodyguard. And like the, the other one, like nods. I can um, take that. Uh, I am Kila Kadkala. I'm a messenger from uh, the Stormwall. I am uh, part of the a crew member of the Storm Chaser. The we are familiar with the Messenger Guild. Uh, <laughs> Quartermaster Quill. Quartermaster. Captain. Captain. Thank you. Uh, Captain. Quart. What? He's a, he's quartermaster of the Storm yes. Chaser. Quartermaster. We are familiar with the Messenger Guild. We have one of your towers here in the city. Oh, Ooh. interesting. <laughs> they nod round. Ooh. <laughs> oh, uh, me. Uh, hi. And I kind of wave with my gauntleted hand. This kind of like very stiff metal hand. And then sort of hide it again because I'm still a bit ashamed of it. Okay. Uh, I, I'm a chief engineer. Uh, engineer? Am I chief engineer? Chief engineer Nova They just nod. Yeah. Pleased to meet your acquaintance. Yeah. They just hold out a hand for the bowing. They just nod. <laughs> um, and then they look They look towards Century and they're like, Guardian? Dragonborns? There is an, uh, a familiarity and they kind of greet you all with like a kind of like, they, they salute you in a kind of military salute. Yeah, I'll do um, like a military like solving salute okay. to these guys. <clears throat> Glad to be in your acquaintance. What was your designation, Guardian? I was a protector of the Kingdom of Solvin. They meant your name. Oh, Sentry. <laughs> Hi. Major, what is Guardian a Sentry? Solvin Salute. 
and make it thinking about it. It's, I think it'd be like because it has like hands. three pillars. It'd be like three hands, maybe like on the chest, on the head. Oh, three like fingers. Three like fingers. Shoulder. Shoulder, then head, chest. Like, okay. Okay. Nice. nice. Cool. It was just like I noticed you did a motion when you said that, and I was just wondering what it was. I've been trying to. I've, I've been thinking she came up recently. with something really funny because she was put on the spot there, and she actually came up with something else. Yeah. yeah, that was Damn actually it. legit. Rhiannon's <laughs> been doing a lot of work in detailing yeah. out Century, and I am a very happy DM for it. I've had a lot of free time. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Dragonborn will kind of like nod, um, and uh, you see Amadrasos speak to. You can see that kind of on the edges of the room, you hadn't really noticed them when you came in. There are other Dragonborn here, but they are not in uniform, they are not in armor, they are wearing very simple clothes, um, and they appear to be maybe staff or like, you know, people that like do other non military jobs. Um, Amadrasos just waves to them and they vanish for a period. Um, Amadrasos turns. Before we go any further, there is some things that you should know, and then some things that we will need to discuss with my companions here and the, my fellow officers. The first is, ultimately, the Vivex cannot make any strong actions until the Commander General is awake. You will need to speak with the Commander General himself, and you will need to be very convincing in what you say. Older dragons... Specifically, our most ancient and wise dragons. The cradle that was created by Siaska, it, it makes us, dragons that is, makes us tired, lethargic. The older we get, the harder it is for them to be awake for long periods of time. This means that when we must rouse our officers, it, is, it can take some time. Brigadier General, how long do you suspect before the General is awake? Uh, it is hard to say, custodian. I suspect we may be looking at perhaps a day or two before we can fully rouse him. Uh, I see. Until then, you will of course be guests of the military, of myself in particular. I will arrange to have rooms at a, a suitable inn within the city, um, and you will have a, a guard provided uh, to make sure that you are unaccosted. <laughs> but you will need to come and speak with the general. There is... No doubt around that. You have flown into our airspace illegally. Normally, the procedure would be to arrest you, to investigate your ship, your destination, where you have come from. This would take weeks, perhaps. Instead, we will waive those rights in favor of the information you have provided and providing that you speak with the general directly. Is this clear and understood? Two days instead of two weeks. Sounds like a good deal. Yeah. I also believe <laughs> I agreed to have some of our finest uh, artificers examine Sentry Guardian. Uh, to determine if there is any um, understanding of her condition. Okay. Much appreciated, thank you. In return, please, in your own words, tell the others what you have told me. You spoke to me of a, this uh, Astral Citadel that you had come from, where you acquired the uniform. But you also mentioned that you have met Kalastabain directly. Yes. And there is a murmur amongst the dragons and the dragonborn, like, what? That's not possible! At least we think so, because we have now seen the potential for Starbane to manifest himself as an illusion. However, we're pretty sure that the first time we encountered Starbane in his presence was truly real. The silver dragonborn woman steps forward like... (sighs) Then there is no need to be subtle. 
We are aware that Callus has returned to Erois. Champions, uh, high priests of the gods, have come and spoken with several leaders. Uh, and we have received word via the messenger guild directly. Sadly, we have been unable to awaken the general. It has taken us nearly a week to rouse him already. He still shows signs of drifting back into slumber. Until he is awakened, there's not much we can do. A meeting has been called amongst the leaders of Erois. Several high prominent figures of the Sky Cities and of the Lowland Realms will be meeting together to discuss this threat. We have been gathering what information we can, but we have been having our own problems here in Corsari. Whatever information you have, if you have indeed met with Callus, we need to know everything. Amadrasos says, there is one more thing. Captain Lucius, I know you were panicked at the time, but you mentioned something of great importance. There was a girl who traveled with you. Valor, I believe you called her. Yes. You said that Starbane claimed she was his daughter. I did. Did I? You, I did. You said that you told them everything. Yeah. Yep, you went on a full In excruciating detail. Did. This is perhaps a blessing in disguise. You knew this girl. You traveled with her, you told me. We had a very strong bond with this girl. And perhaps there is a way that if we can find a way for you to contact her, to communicate with her, she could give us information on what Callus is attempting here on the Rose. I think, yes, as a matter of urgency, before whatever Callus is attempting, she, she might be manipulated or, or worse. Then perhaps, does she perhaps pose? This is one of, the, one of the Dragonborn officers, a kind of much older brass Dragonborn. You can see he's kind of got his frills around his ears are drooping. He looks very old and withered. Perhaps then that there is a chance that this girl could turn against Erois. Yes, um, she's very young. However, I think her conscience was clear at the time that we knew her. She had her motives and she was very against Starbane. It's probably well within her power, but not within her conscience, no, to turn against us. So you say, but you do not know what has happened since she has rejoined with her supposed father. But as you say, if this is a, a crucial piece of hope, I think we should try it. I agree. If there is an opportunity for us to get information from this girl, we need it. That will be our greatest asset in this coming conflict. Callus is wise and powerful, and he has a great empire behind him. Up until now, the cradle has been our only defense. We have seen no signs that he is attempting to attack from the astral space beyond, which means that whatever he is planning, he is using whatever forces he has already brought to Erois. This is good. Perhaps means that he cannot bring the might of his full empire. We may still have a chance. You mentioned that there was a portal beneath this abbey. Two portals. Two portals. The first one is when we saw Starbane. Yes. And the other? The other one was underwater, yes. Yes, you mentioned the astral The Sahagin were being corrupted. But you believe that to be depowered? 
Yes, we destroyed the citadel with which the other portal was attached to it. It was, um, it was being powered by a corrupted Eterna. We destroyed the Eterna and the station lost its power. Mm. Mm. The Sahagan that attacked the Tritons, you said that they were being driven by forces of Starbane? Uh, yes, in a way. I think that they're also being experimented on mm. and corrupted. Well, mm. They were experimenting on villages. The Tritons, mm. too. Yeah, Tritons, yes. And they were bloated. Um, they were wearing symbols of Zarkira. Well, you, when you mention the symbols of Zarkira, the, one of the Dragonborn is like kind of slaps the table like, I knew it! I knew that the, the the Naga and the Stone Giants were in were work were being driven by this. If if I could interject, I wonder if Sarkira was actually there, because remember the Eladrin, um, Shansara, she was posing as Sarkira, right? So I don't know if it actually was Sarkira or just one of. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, it could have been a manipulative effort to get the Sahagan to do their bidding, mm. and to. Sorry. Yes, yeah. We think that this may be a tactic that Callus is using across Erois. Hmm. If he can conjure up little images of himself, maybe he can do it for other people. Indeed. We have been dealing on Corsadi for the last several hundred years. We, the Vivex, the Draconis Militarum, have been fending off attacks from creatures known as Naga and Stone Giants. They live in the deserts, in the ravines, in the stones and the mountains here on this island. They are remnants of Starbane's forces, descendants uh, of them at least. Zarkira once commanded units of Medusa, uh, creatures that can turn people to stone with a gaze. We believe that the Naga are the descendants of those Medusa from hundreds of years ago. They've proven very tricky for us to fight, but in recent, perhaps over the last month or so, their attacks have grown more bold. They have grown in numbers. They have attracted a cult of humanoid worshippers from both Goldthrone and Bloodvale, the two continents, uh, the two civilizations nearby. They have grown in number and their attacks are swelling. We have sent several of our scouts to try and locate where they may be operating, but none have returned. What is the name of the cult? They simply refer to themselves as, as the, the the daughters of Zarkira. Oh, we met some of those. The stone giants appear to be... We're not sure if they are necessarily... We believe them to be native to Erois, but have been perhaps um, manipulated or are working for the Naga. We are unsure of the details, but they are powerful. Sadly, most of our legions have been sent overseas. One of the ways that we maintain the city is we hire out our legions to other nations and kingdoms for mercenaries, private military. This means that our numbers have been depleted here. We've been unable to strike back at them. But I believe that if this is happening here, if it is happening with the Tritons, is likely it is happening elsewhere. Have you encountered any other uprisings, organizations maybe, that are trying to upset the balance of things in Aroas? Um, Plenty. On Gusthaven, yes? Yeah. yeah. In Gusthaven? Mm. Please, tell me. 
Yes, I will. <laughs> wow! Don't look at Kim's notes. Those are Kim's notes. That's Nova's memory. They were called the wheelbarrows. About <laughs> <laughs> the, the wind. Wind barrows. The wind barons. Yeah. Quill can just say like <laughs> wind, 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 wind barrows. Wind barrows. Mm. Wind barrows. Wind barrows. Yes, and they were we we stumbled across Gusthaven, me returning home, barons. and they were already. Attacking Gusthaven, and there was a corruption going on. The Sky Prince was trying to deal with it, and it got right up into the council. I believe that there have been reports of uh, airships outside of our space being attacked by pirates, uh, Gustodia. Hmm. Any more? Are you aware of anything else that may be connected? So, when we first encountered Starbane, a cult was growing there. However, we don't know if that's connected to Starbane. They were trying to connect the portal to some other location. Yeah. Um, Whether that was a trick as well, however, now considering the Sahagan threat... Callus does command uh, uh, devils and demons in his army. It all makes sense. Does it? Yes. That was all misdirection as well. They thought that they were going to a demon portal, providing them information tools and wanted to connect with their demon lord. Oh, but we... Turns out it was Callus Starbase. But we did see the No, they did lord. summon the demon, don't no, you? No, they did summon bit? the demon. Oh, no, they did, yes. Yeah. Caradus, the Ashbringer. It's been a long journey. That's... Caradus, you say? Yes. Name rings a bell. The cult there was called the Ashbringers. It was an uprising. Brigadier General just kind of... Uh, the Brigadier kind of steps in. He's like, I will make a, note, make a note of this, Major and Custodian. It is something to be investigated. There may have been... I think we may have had reports of a cult of this nature growing in Blood Vale as well. I will make sure we check in with our intelligence departments. Uh, there was the girls in the Ironwood as well, yeah. yeah, under the shop. Well, they they said they were part of the the the, the Zarkira, daughters of Zarkira yeah. thing. Mm. Also, goblins and Voxar. They had uh, Starbane powered weaponry, but that could have been from scavenged tech. They were years crazed ago. goblins. Yes. They weren't. I think they were remnants anyway, so like yeah. they'd been close to the Stormwall also for cows. some time. The silver, the, the dragonborn woman, kind of uh, the dragon, the silver dragon lady, um, who kind of <laughs> she looks more elvish, like in a humanoid form, um, and you can see that she's only really probably in this humanoid form because she's amongst other humanoid creatures. Um, but she kind of like stretches herself up, and she's like. You have clearly fought against the forces of Starbane on a regular basis. Yes. Yes, we seem to be drawn towards it. <clears throat> and you are perhaps the only ones we know of that have encountered Callus and yet, yet lived. Whatever this connection you have. Just a note on that, now that we're talking about Bala. We only lived because she told him not to kill us. So she does so... have sway over her father then. We yes. might. Well, she did. Who knows now? She's been with him, but we did have that little little bond thing saved us once. She's always been strong of heart, and she was quick to realize that whatever she was with before us was wrong, and that she didn't want to be a part of it. She had her own determination, mm. which leads me to believe that she's still strong of heart now. We will make no decisions regarding this young girl's life now. That is, um, that is a problem to address later. In the nature of war, which is what this will become, we must deal with our priorities first. Firstly, my thanks for not only giving us this information, but for everything you have achieved thus far. 
Fighting against an enemy as powerful as Callus is no easy feat. I must ask you, keep this information to yourselves. This must remain between us and you for now. Finally, <laughs> someone can actually talk to about it. Of course. <laughs> I would also request, I will give you the location of the meeting that will be taking place amongst the leaders of Aroes. It is not for some time, about a month or so from now, as people make their own preparations. I ask you to be there. You have information that is relevant to this conflict, but also it is rare to have fighters of such skill who are willing to go about this, not for gold or for glory, but because it is right. I ask that you be there. Will uh, the other champions be there? Champions? The champions of the gods. Uh, perhaps so. I cannot say. I'm not, uh, I'm not a follower of your gods. We have our own here in the Dragonborn Society, the oh. great star worm. But amongst the city, there are there is a temple in the uh, in the uh, Hope's Gold uh, commune. Temples to your uh, Velena, I believe, and um, another one I cannot remember. Okay, but perhaps I know that there will be leaders from across all of Aroes, uh, great cities, kings, queens. Dukes, councils, republics. Do you know that they're all trustworthy? That is my next point. We are the Draconis Militarum. We are incorruptible. We came to this planet because we knew what he was doing. Because we wished to warn Siaskar of what was to come. What? Uh, sorry, I don't mean to inter interrupt. What do you mean by incorruptible? We are here for one purpose, to defend Erois against Callus. Right. You may forgive me for perhaps, uh, I do not wish to insult you as individuals, but many of your kinds, elves, humans, dwarves, they are prone to greed, to ambition. Callus thrives on these things. Callus uses these as tools. He used it against our own people, against our own dragons, to sway them to his side. I do not trust everybody that will attend this meeting, but I do trust you. We're on the same page there then, because uh, turns out we've had quite a few untrustworthy people that we've met just in, in, our, in general travels that we don't really want to, so this is why we're asking who's trustworthy. And I think it's best that we stay on our guard. I don't think everyone at that meeting can be trusted. You're but... wise. It is the nature of those who have not suffered to... to crave. I'm, I'm curious of the incorruptible part, because a large part of your Dragonborn society <clears throat> was corrupted by Callus, was it not? We are the descendants of those who rejected those ideas. We are the descendants of the warriors gave up everything to come and protect a planet that was not our own. And I do not disrespect that fact, but I feel under Callus's mass superiority in terms of arms, anyone is corruptible and we should always be aware of that fact. The, the dragon seems completely unfazed and is like, for your people that is true, but for ours, our will is iron. It cannot be broken. I do hope so. 
Yeah. Yes. You, you, you get the sense that you are skirting very icy ground and that you're bordering on insulting them. Good. <laughs> All of was, them. I was about to say something that probably wouldn't have like, you, There is just this point where like, you can sense this tension in the room and the dragonborn are all looking at Lucius. Almost like this, like, go on, say something else. Like, <laughs> we'll, we'll show you how incorruptible we are. Like, Because th- there is a pride here. I don't think I'm going to, you know, Will, uh, Quill, you have a decent, like, insight, like, passive insight, I think. You can immediately tell that there's two things at work here. The dragons themselves are arrogant. They, they just see themselves as... We are the protectors. They're the heroes. They're the ones who are going to save everything. Sacrificed everything. Yeah, they, they, there's arrogance there. With the Dragonborn, it is pride. They are proud of what they do to perhaps a point that could be flawed or exploited. They are militaristic. They think that they cannot be beaten. They think that they can't be corrupted. And I think all of you know that that's pretty much the fastest way for stuff like that to happen. Mm. Um so there is definitely, there's a sense of that in the room. Um, you, you believe them when they say that they can be trusted, that they want to stop Callus. I don't think any, you don't see anything which would indicate that these guys are like Brookstone, that these guys are going to betray you. But they have, there is a flaw here <laughs> that you can see. Blinded by pride. Yeah. And arrogance. Forgive us. We've just had many, many incidences with... Betrayal. Betrayal yeah. across all races. And we've personally not met you before, and uh, we've gotten into the habit of being overly cautious. Understandable. Shall we say? In a lot of cases, underly cautious. Understandable. Due to previous cases of undercaution. You need not fear. You are now amongst people that will protect you. We can help you. Um, And perhaps in return, you can help us. As I mentioned, the general will. We will try and awaken the general as quickly as possible, but. If we rush it, the general's mood will be unpleasant for those he sees. Um, can, can, I, can I just ask about that? Of course. Um, when, when, I don't know if you felt this, Sentry, when we, when we entered this um, vessel, I can feel a presence here. I can feel something sleeping. Yeah, mm. I felt that too. But I can only feel that because of a turner, right? So is the, well, he's not an Eterna, but he's a mm. dragon. Yes. What's the bond there? You are. The general is who you sense. And she kind of like smiles very warmly. The creature you sense is Velavixis, one of the greatest of our kind. A gold, an ancient gold dragon. When, when we decided to rise up against Callus on our home world, there were ten dragons in total that gave their lives. You understand the power of Eterna. From what I encounter, and judging by your raiment around your neck, you carry one with you. The Eterna are power. They are magical power. So are dragons. In a different way. But dragons are magical beings. Powerful, beyond that of many others. These ancient dragons, when we left our homeworld, we could not power the ships without an Eterna, and Callus had all of the Eterna to himself. So the dragons gave themselves up, their bodies, their minds, their spirits. They infused them into the ships so they could fly, so they could 
transcend the astral space. Wow. That is who you sense. The Eterna and the dragons are brothers, perhaps is not the right word, perhaps distant relatives, mm. born from the same cosmic energy that all magic comes from. That is why you can sense them. That is why your guardian can sense them. It's not through the Eterna you wear, but through your own, and she points to the Matrix, your own bond, that you can sense other magical beings as powerful as Vex's. Oh, wow. Well, it's very nice to be alongside Dragonborn again. It's Indeed. The circumstances, I understand, are tragic, but it brings comfort knowing that, once again, I'm fighting alongside Dragonborn. And like the, one of the Dragonborn kind of like slaps a hand on your shoulder and is like, it's been far too long since we've fought alongside your kind. Ah, I remember the stories of my ancestors, rows of guardians gleaming in the sunlight, standing before hordes of Starbane soldiers. <laughs> yeah, so being from a fallen kingdom, it would be a shame for something like that to happen again, so... Yes. Let's prevent that from happening a second time. We will, we will. Yes. Wait, what do you know about the Matrix? Centuries Matrix? Not much, I'm afraid. Our artificers, uh, we analyze Magitek. The dragons did not have technology of Callus's level, but when we fled Draconis, we stole much of it that was aboard his ships. Over the centuries, we have reversed engineered much of it to learn how it works. The Guardians, however, are still something of a mystery to us. We understand a little of how their matrix works, but we would not be able to replicate it or re-energize it. But we know perhaps a little more than your kind, having lost much of that information. Oh, no, it's just you alluded to similarities between the matrix and uh, the Eternal themselves. I was just wondering. Well, because the matrix is born from magic, same cosmic magic that the Eternal are created from or made of. Okay. Any, the only way that a creature or people like God Century can be given sentience is through an immense level of magical power. More than your spells or your wands or enchantments can normally carry. Hmm. Whatever process was used to create a guardian, it was not likely from anybody on Erois, but from something far more old, far more ancient. Mine is now slightly different than the one I was originally given. Really? Uh, back in Kaylee's rest, I fell, and during mm. the encounter with Starbane, uh, he, in exchange for valor, he gifted us the power of a star to bring me back. The star in my matrix is one that Callus gave us. In that case, we should most certainly have our artificers analyze you. For all we know, perhaps you are unaware, of course, but perhaps transmitting information. He may be using you to spy on you and your friends. That'll bring me comfort. Of course. Come with me. I will take you myself, Guardian. I am I am Colonel Ulmak. And this is the older kind of brass dragonborn with his droopy frills and his kind of one of his eyes looks like he's kind of got like cloudy cataracts or something in it. Um, and he, you can see that he's probably well past his prime, but he is not giving this position up for anything <laughs> in the world. And he's like, he's like, you know, like hobble, not hobbles, he still is, you know, able-bodied, but he definitely walks a bit creakier and a bit slower, and I will escort you to the artifices. You may follow us if the rest of you wish. We will send word uh, once the general is awakened. If you have, if you would take an old Dragonborn's advice, 
Any help you can provide Vivek City would reflect well on you in the general's eyes. Indeed. Yes, Nova Vija? Uh, can I just share uh, one thing with you? Um, of course. Yeah. Uh, will these help? And I pull out so the Zarkira uh, tablet that I took from the Necromancer mm -hmm. and the Aegis V schematics mm -hmm. that I took from, and I was like, I, I don't know if these will help. Uh, I took one from the Sahorgan they were experimenting on, and mm. this other one comes from the Astral Citadel. Any information on Callus, whether it is his old war machines or information you have gathered, will all be useful. We, I will have our artificers examine these. Let us know what they can, what information they may wield. And they just, they, and Andrasus just takes them, <laughs> just puts them in a bag. Uh, you can, you, you, things like being polite don't really seem to come to mind. Like, he doesn't see it as your thing you're giving him. He sees it as, this is a thing I'm taking, like, this is the thing that we need, so it's mine yeah. now. Yeah. Like, there's like, just no concept of like, you owning things. He's like, no, you're holding things that, that are mine. are now. Yeah, yeah exactly. And can we say that, well, I don't know, because I was thinking about this all week, like, I don't know if this is too retconny, mm -hmm. that I made copies of them, like, during the downtime that we had. The tablet, you wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. Because well, you don't really have that technology. The schematics, Can sure. I not just draw the runes, like, on sure. a piece of paper? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, you just wouldn't be able to replicate it. Yeah, I wouldn't, not to replicate it, but just so I can have yeah, a paper yeah. copy. You had like right. a week on the ship, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely you can. Okay. Awesome. Is there anything else that we can help you with? Nope. I will make sure that you have fine accommodations in one of our inns. Ooh, I have a Starbane battle map. Of course, yeah. yes. I'll Perhaps older than uh, will be useful now, but it may give us some tactical insights. Yeah, I'll just take it from you. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. Um, so I guess two days. I'll update our crew. Thank you for the hospitality. Of course. Your ship will remain grounded until the General gives permission. That makes a lot of sense. Very well. Enjoy the city. Um, and you are basically... Uh, well, if you, do you want to go with Sentry to the artificers, basically, uh, who are going to examine her, or do you just want to go out into the city without Sentry for now? Mm, I kind of feel like we should stay with Sentry. Sure. Oh, yes. What do you mean? You're safe. There is no war in Varsing, say. <laughs> oh, nice. That was for Tom. Nice. <laughs> I don't get that. Yeah, you, uh, uh, a lot of people won't, but Chat and Tom will. I think we probably should go with Sentry. Um, because, well, if they think there's some sort of tracking device in there. Yeah, sure. Can I quickly update Oriya on sure. that we're grounded and the crew have the city mm -hmm. to check out. Don't yeah, I mean, they're not going to stop control. you going on the ship. Um, in fact, I think, like, we can probably do some jumping around here. So I think when Lucius goes to check on the ship, um, there are very heavy anchors basically attached to it. These kind of big oh, draconic off. grips basically holding the ship cool. down. Oh, the woodwork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Dragonborn will basically... It doesn't look like it's damaged it, and any damage it causes, they'll obviously repair, but it does not look like the ship can take off easily. It probably still could take off. It will just damage the ship to do it. Um, the crew... That's a challenge, that is. <laughs> uh, when you get there, there is... Um, you can see the crew are somewhat distressed, but they are, they're not on the ship. They're, they're going to come off the ship. There's no point in them staying on the ship if they're in a city. Um, and you see Araya probably with Howard and Lancian. Um, the wolf pack is not there. You can see that the wolf pack has obviously gone off somewhere into the city. Um, but Araya, as soon as she sees you, 
is looking at you in a very weird way. Uriah, I have news. Yes, Captain. So we've speaking to the spoken to the, the kind of general leaders of the military of Dragonborn here and another dragon. Mm-hmm. Dragon and, dragon peoples. Mm-hmm. Dragons and dragon folk alike. Mm-hmm. Very dragony. Everything's dragony. We are welcomed here. We must uh, obviously treat the place with respect. Yes, oh. with uh, the ground crew here of the Dragonborn, they have uh, told us that whilst the ship is technically impounded, we are free to go and free to explore the city as we wish. Um, a day or two at maximum, we're hoping to speak ah. with the general, but uh, comes in and out of consciousness. Interesting. Uh, I will let the rest of the crew know. Um, and as a note, Captain, <laughs> there may be things that you and I should speak about. Just so I understand the nature of the ship and relationships between people. Oh. 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 Yep. Moral of the crew is very Someone important. was Someone was looking for you, quite adamant. Really? Interesting. Yes. Right. Noted. Noted. I would... Why are you being weird? As an interest, huh? is, has Lucius taken the little woven no, rope ring off so it's hasn't. still on? Araya looked like glances down. What is Ayla's passive insight and wisdom and perception? <laughs> Eleven. Yeah. No. Like, you she know, you just, like, yeah, she, it's, she's it's just like, why are you being weird? Yeah. She's like, I would recommend that perhaps you consider how to resolve the situation. Resolve? Yes. There's a situation? Yes, the uh, Dragonborn. It's fine. We're I've resolving got that, though. It's, it's fine. It's not, it's not anything you need to worry about. Okay. It's nothing you need to worry about. Ayla. Okay. As long as Lucius is aware of it. Our captain is aware of everything. Good. Um, you know, as a, it is the first mate's, normally, it is the first mate's responsibility to take care of such actions aboard a ship. Really? Mm. Mm. Good. I'm glad you're here. I have a spell for that also. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, myself, Howard and Lancian are going to go check into one of the taverns. Um, any expenses I'm assuming that we can Charge back to yourself, Captain? Yes, Nova's got the bank. Very well. All right. We'll find, <laughs> we do. will find somewhere reasonable. Wherever will, Nova is, she has a shutter. We will find somewhere reasonably priced. Can we uh, mediate everybody's spending Course. budgets? I've, the Wolfpack have said that they are intending to use their own wages um, that they will be spending. Um, myself and the officers will be... Obviously, we expect our accommodations to be paid for. So, Yes. Absolutely. But the Wolfpack will basically spend their own money. Yes, uh, we'll uh, reconvene every day yes. to update each other. All right, very well. Uh, I believe that we will be staying in a part of the city called uh, Hope's Ransom. Um, it, is a, it is a district of the city for people from Goldthrone uh, that set up permanent residences. In. Interesting. So right. we will be staying there. Very uh, well. Very well. Um, uh, and with that, so we'll ju- kind of jump around. Oh, go on. Where's our doctor right now? Uh, Greylano, I believe, was, uh, has gone off into the city as well to right. purchase supplies, I believe. Right, supplies. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so, jumping around a bit. <laughs> um, do, do, do these guys know? As well, like, in character? In character, nobody except Sentry saw some. No, Lookout saw, saw you. Yeah, look out, yeah. Lookout saw okay. you coming back, and fun. now Orion knows because someone was looking for you um, and has heard the story of what happened. 
Um, and I love maybe, dice rolls. Maybe, maybe I really do. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I asked you, like, yeah, okay, do you want a crowns? I'm going to roll. And also, I think, like, you had to roll a persuasion, which you're normally really good at, and you got, like, a seven or something. I got that one. Yeah. God. So, um, yeah, jumping around a bit, um, Sentry is basically taken to uh, the four... Uh, the kind of bottom four half of the uh, of the the warship of the Vivex. Um, those of you who are accompanying her, you walk past one of the key things that strikes you that you walk past is a what can be described as a hatchery, and you can see it's behind a large glass um, like translucent crystal wall, and there is a armed door where two very well armed dragonborn are stood outside it, and inside you see a very uh, a quite large bra, uh, brass dragon um, who is basically playing with three little wormlings. Um, and there are clutches of eggs around the room. And you can see that she's going around and checking on them. And the little wormlings, they don't seem to have the intelligence of dragons yet. They're almost like little animals. They're kind of like jumping around and like playing. Burping um, fire. Yeah. How big are they? The wormlings, they're like probably like, they okay. range from like the size of like a big Labrador to probably like a Great Dane. Like Aww. they kind of go from like, yeah. Like, oh, I, thought, I was expecting like a tiny. No, no, no. These one, they're, they're still pretty big because like a young dragon is like as big as, yeah. you know, Aww. two horses. A wagon. I guess so, the like, eggs are huge as well. Like. The eggs are pretty big. Yeah. They're like, you know, pretty tall and wide. Little yeah. doggins. Yeah. Little doggins. But you walk past the hatchery. Um, and and if you look in for too long, the two Dragonborn soldiers are like, move along. Like, they, they don't let anybody kind of linger adorable. in the area. They kind of just look at you and glare. Um, but Sentry, you're taken to what can be best described as an armory. You can see that there are forges. There are tool stations, almost like jewelers stations with magnifying glasses and fine tools, crystals arrayed everywhere, vials of powders and liquids, like alchemy labs scattered around. And there are dragonborn in robes. Some of them appear to be reciting runes, inscribing runes on shields or on armor, um, and all sorts of like technical and magitech bits and bobs kind of scattered all over the room. Um, you are led in uh, by, uh, what was it, Uldak, I think? I'm trying to, I've got so many fucking names. Yeah. Ulmak. Uh, Colonel Ulmak leads you in um, and introduces you to a... Uh, I think that actually they probably wouldn't be a dragonborn, the head artificer. I think that they would probably be a dwarf. Oh, um, sweet! Um, and you see that this uh, this <laughs> young man, he doesn't have a beard, which is already kind of a bit off-putting to mm. see on a dwarf, but he has these huge lamb chops that just come <laughs> oh, right down yes. and are quite, quite bushy. You can see that his long hair has been pushed back, some of it braided, but a lot of it's just been slicked back with like a thick grease or like a kind of like some sort of pomade that he's just like <laughs> slicked nice. all the way back and then it kind of descends into braids and dreadlocks. Um, wearing what almost looks like a blacksmith's apron and like blacksmith's gear. And he's got these big bulging biceps and arms, big hairy forearms um, and then thick leather gloves. Um, and he kind of like pulls up these like goggles and looks. Kind of. <laughs> Guardian. Yes, 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 yes. Come along, come along, young man. Uh, we need to examine uh, this guardian. We need, need to uh, check on a few things for her. Uh, do you have Do you have the senior technicians? Yeah. Aww. Follow me. And he just kind of like holds out a hand and just looks up at you like, wow. 
Can I, can I address him in Dwarvish and like, introduce yeah. myself to him oh, in yeah, Dwarvish? Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. So you just say to him, like, oh, I'm Sentry yeah. kind of thing? I speak Dwarvish. Well, there you go. So yeah. you can understand. Anybody who speaks Dwarvish understands. Uh, and he looks up. Nothing. And he's <laughs> nothing. like, and in Dwarvish, he kind of says, he kind of bows. Uh, and in Dwarvish, he goes like, I don't have a fucking name for this guy. Okay. He just is like, why, hello? Hang on. Why he's he's Savonan, so I'm trying to remember. Like, <laughs> I've got a lot of fucking accents up here, okay? Uh, he's Savonan, but he's not Southern Savonan. He'd probably be from the Northern Savonan, so he'd probably, I guess he would be more Californian or like kind of Midwest. So he's like, oh. Hey, hi. Uh, sorry. Um, my name is, uh, uh, my name is Tormund. Tormund. <laughs> 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 Hmm. What? <laughs> uh, junior artificer, uh, Tormund, Tormund Duggersteel. Lovely to meet you. I'm Sentry. Duggersteel. Nice to meet you. Um, sorry. I'll say, sup, in Dwarvish. Hey, hello. Hi. Oh. I know this one. Yeah, sure. I got this. Wow. I'm uh, sorry, I don't... Saying. Oh, and he kind of sorry, like corrects I mean... himself. He's like, oh, sorry. I, I, don't, I don't talk a lot. Um, follow me. And he kind of like gestures over. I probably shouldn't talk a lot. And you can see a lot of Dragonborn. They look like wizards, but they kind of like in long, beautiful robes, hand embroidered, uh, exquisite work. And um, they just kind of turn, see something going on, and they just move over, kind of like doctors, kind of surrounding. Cool. Um, Tormund kind of leads you over, and he like he's like, please uh, lie down up here. And he points to this kind of like elongated, um, it looks like a workbench, but it's being cleared. So it's just kind of like a flat table. Um, you can see there are, there are all sorts of devices kind of on the walls around it. Um, and he's just like, lie, lie down, please. Thank you. Uh, all right. Do we need to leave? No. Right. It's not a <laughs> private, like, doctor uh, patient situation. No. Do you need someone to hold your hand, Sentry? I'm not a doctor. Um, maybe. Nova, hold Sentry's hand. Huh? What? I was just like, Nova's just lost looking at everything. <laughs> wow. Got this. Can I just ask what you intend to do? Yeah, have you any experience with guardians? Me? Yes. No. No. They do. What? He, he points to the. There are now these four very imperial, straight backed dragonborns uh, red, white, copper, and black. Awesome. Um, and they're just kind of peering down, and they've got these. Kind of like masks over their long snouts, oh, but they're like metal, kind of almost cool. like these the kind of metal masks. plate yeah, masks. Yeah. And they look down, they don't speak, they look at each other, and you get the sense that maybe they're communicating telepathically with each other oh. as they just look around, and then they gesture, and then one of them is like, Do not worry, my dear Arakokra. We, however, do have experience. Young Tormund here is uh, learning the art of his artifice. Right, and what is it you intend to do with our guardian? Olmac is like, oh, well, uh, he kind of whispers to them, and then they're like, I believe that you have reported that your guardian friend has been suffering from lapses in cognitive behavior. Mm-hmm. And there is also a concern that she may harbor scrying potential. Okay. There is now. Then we will examine for these elements. And what does examine uh, in- include? What does that involve? Very long technical explanations. It will take. It is safe if that is what you are wondering. Are you gonna hurt her though? Of course not. Great. That's all we needed to know. Should we go in? Well, what if you, before you shut the mask, what if you uh, do find a, a scrying device? 
then we will need to find a way to remove it. Okay. It'll or, okay. your guardian friend will need to leave the city immediately. Okay. It'll be okay. Cross that bridge. <laughs> come to it. The mask kind of slides back into place. Can no decisions be made without us knowing first? I mean, we're going to stay here anyway, right? The, the four Dragonborn look at you, expectingly waiting for something more of a compelling argument as to why they have to listen to you. She's extremely important, and she has a mission that could save the world. And he's the captain. Because without her, <laughs> we aren't cooperating. We all have a mission to save this world. Guardian, do you wish for these people to speak? It will make the process much longer if we must run through every small procedure and gain approval. I'm happy for them to, to say if they need to say anything. They are my friends, after all. Very well. How about... If you're not comfortable, you let us know. Otherwise, we can continue. Does that sound fair? Yes, you can always contact us. Sentry, you can... Yeah. Okay. You let us know. If you're okay. Okay. Nova can hold your hand, right? We are here to do the job. Me! I very much trust you. (laughs) Do what you gotta do. It takes probably a couple of hours. And so, those of you, maybe you get bored, maybe you need to find a place to sit down, or something else. There are no chairs, so... I'll go scouting around, I think. Um, The process varies. At points, sentry, you are conscious. Um, They do things like hook tiny wires up to kind of strange glass tubes with filaments inside. Uh, They bring over crystalline rods that seem to react and change colour as they bring them closer to you. Um, A lot of it is they place things connecting to your matrix, this kind of hollow, this kind of glowing crystal in your torso. They place connectors to it and then they run it to... Uh, strange box-like machines where there are runes that appear on kind of like a crystalline plate and there's a lot of sort of like nodding and shaking their heads at one another. Um, And then one of them kind of turns and he slides the mask open. I will need you to shut down temporarily uh, as if going to sleep. Okay, no problem. Just so that we can access more of your more recent uh, experiences. Okay. And you kind of close your eyes and you feel that the power beginning to ebb away as you kind of begin to close yourself off into your low-powered state, um, and sweet memories, beautiful memories. Um, Jigsaw. (laughs) (laughs) You have moments of a soft, tiny hand in yours as you walk through uh, a garden full of roses and plants and flowers. There are flashes to holding a green tabard in your hands for the first time. Uh, But all pleasant memories. There are no memories of the war, there are no memories of battle. Just quiet moments that normally would be so easily forgotten. But in this low-powered state where you almost have control, they're as, as if they were happening all over again. For those of you on the outside, uh, you see the Dragonborn connect a kind of crystalline headband to Sentry's head, and then they uh, connect 
kind of thin wires from their own masks to the headband and close their own eyes. 10, 20 minutes go past. And then they disconnect, reconnect the wires back into their masks, not amongst themselves. Um, and then they take Sentry's hand, place it onto a piece of metal, um, and then begin scribing runes around the outside of it. You take it off, examine. Hmm. You don't wake up, Sentry. The memories are too sweet, too kind, too enjoyable. Mm. Why you, you almost don't want to repower back on? Like, why would you? Yeah. You know, you're here in a time and place, and like I said, it's almost as if you're there again. Uh, the Dragonborn kind of look a bit strangely. Your guardian does not appear to be waking up. As in, as if uh, a slumber, or I, I mean, they do not sleep. Um, they enter a low-powered state where they conserve energy, but uh, normally she would rouse by now. I go and just gently start shaking Sentry, though. Yep. Can I use the messenger ring and just be like, Sentry? Hello? Sentry? You begin to hear, like, very faintly in the memory, you just hear Nova's voice kind of very faintly echoing just on the edge of consciousness, like, Sentry, hello, Sentry. Yeah. Um, do you want to wake up? I'll start to rouse you. Okay, so yeah, so you watch as Sentry's eyes begin to glow and fill with power as she wakes up. Hey, what happened there, bud? I was, I was... Did they do it? Was it them? It was not us. You weren't supposed to hear that. <laughs> I, was, I was home. I was home again. In Solvin? Yeah. It was nice. It was really nice. I get that. Whilst those two are talking to Sentry, the Dragonborn notions to Ayla and Lucius. I was... Uh, pulls you over to the side. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, he'll look over and kind of <clears throat> gesture to the side while they're talking to Sentry. Um, two of the Dragonborn come over and then two remain with Nova and uh, Quill. Uh, the lead one kind of slides the mask off of his neck, places it on the side... There is some news, whether it is good or bad, I'm afraid that will be down to you to determine. Your guardian friend, Sentry, do you remember how much time she thinks she had left? She's 13? Is she 13? Around that. It is unusual. We are seeing signs that her matrix should not be degrading already. A matrix showing signs similar to others that we've seen would would give an indication that she is around 13 to 12 to 13 years of function. However, there are anomalies, signs of energetic stress, arcane warping. We believe that she may have been in contact with several. Do you know if she's ever had contact with creatures that have attempted to drain life force from her? Yes. And you said that we've had reports that she was brought back. She had... Uh, yes, she fell. Hmm. It was we Starbane's Matrix star that powered her back up again. The fact that you were able to repower her is impressive. You must have... I do not know how you accomplished it. Even we do not have that knowledge or power. Whatever has happened has sheared years away from her lifespan. 
We think that perhaps there may be three months of time left. Three months? You're certain of this? We cannot ever be certain. This is, we have honed our understanding. We have worked with many guardians in the past, but it is not an exact science. But we are able to read energy levels from guardians. We have an understanding of roughly their time frames. We cannot tell you if her processes will simply shut down or if she will show erratic behavior. There are things I can provide. We can give you a special uh, a wand of sorts. It contains not really a spell, but energy. If she becomes erratic or if she shuts down for a long period of time, you will be able to restore her to her current self. It is temporary. It is a temporary solution. And how long was that temporary solution last? It would last a few. It will not last. Uh, it is more that it. There's perhaps enough for five doses. Um, but once used, she will return to normal function. The difficulty with Guardian's behavior is that it deteriorates. The deterioration gets worse and worse the closer they are to their limit. Um, as I said, there is no formal amount, but. She has approximately, a, I, would, I would estimate, to be about three months of rational functionality left. Armadathos mentioned that you were capable of extending her life. Is that not possible? It's possible. It's risky, however. And it requires a very powerful magical device uh, to effectively, for centuries, Matrix to feed off of. Okay. Well, there's some potential there. I'll take that. We leave that in your hands. And the expansion, the extension to her life frame, it would not be long. No. The secret to repowering Guardians was lost. With the sundering, the destruction of Arois. We are doing our best, but... Uh, how to describe it? It is like trying to refill a cup with a waterfall. So much energy is lost and displaced and, and pushed away. We do not know how to properly control and to funnel that energy back into her matrix. Effectively, we'd be bombarding her with magical energy in the hopes that her matrix will absorb some of it. That is the best we can hope for. Well, our current mission is to try and find more information. If you find any, the guardians of Aroes would be very pleased to know. This is a problem that affects many. We've had many guardians come to us, been sent in our direction. We do what we can, but there is no. We do not know how to make more. We do not know how to repower those that already have. They are a dying race. Once the last guardian's matrix runs out, there will be no more. This is, this is a private. So, do you want to pop over? I'm like, yeah. So, like Quill and Sentry are left, kind of having a chat. Yeah. Um, sorry to interrupt. Just caught that last bit there. Um, have you heard of a, a guardian called Breeze? What is this guy? I'm afraid that we have not. No. We encountered him in Callie's Rest, and he he seemed to make himself some sort of. Um, I don't know how to describe him. He he believed that he can extend Guardian's life by casting a necromantic necromantic ritual. 
that took magical energy yeah. from humans and fed it into matrixes. Ghastly. And which essentially killed the person. Which killed it's the... It's a sacrifice. It's yeah, not a it's solution. A but he... Now, I don't agree with any of that, but I'm saying, is there something in his method we could reverse engineer and, and with your knowledge? Like... Even if we could, I do not... We would not use this kind of magic. No, 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 but there is definitely, there seems to be some form of transference that yes. can be done. Yes, of course. Magical energy cannot be completely destroyed or created, but it can be transferred. This we already know. We transfer energy from Vivex himself into our weapons and our armor here in the Draconis Militarum. That is the same process we would use to give some power back to Sentry Guardian, but. The process is not exact. It is wild, it is dangerous, it is erratic. The best we could hope for is perhaps giving her months, at best. That's better than nothing. It is, but as I said, you will need, you will need <laughs> to provide something of substantial magical power in its place to provide that energy. We only have so much, and I'm sure that your guardian is very precious to you, but we have our own needs. Would an Eterna power her? Eterna are powerful. I do not. I could not speak to the effect it would have on the Eterna itself. Yeah. You you saying saying those words, Tiangong gives you images of Silver Edge, being. Mm. You you get senses of fear, like not of you, but the things you're saying. Mm. You get the sense that Tiangong doesn't. I'd like to clarify, I'm not saying that because I'm thinking, I'm just no, no, no. the scientific but you're just, process. But like, also Tiangong doesn't necessarily know that. Yeah, yeah. So. But also, because I'm, I'm thinking because it was Silver Edge that took her energy. Some of it, yeah. Um, not, just, not just Silver Edge, other things in the past have also oh, yeah. done similar effects. But yeah, so with that, we're going to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then man. you can decide how you want to tell Sentry. How cheery. Did I hear Yay! that? No, From where I was, well. could I hear that? No. I, I think it's. I think for me as a DM and the narrative of the story, I think it's better that Quill and Sentry are kind of like just keeping each other company, and then you look over and before we go on break, like if it was a movie, you would see basically like Quill and Sentry having a nice chat about her memories, and then you look at, and in the background we see Nova, Ayla, and Lucius just looking at the two of you knowing that they have to tell you somehow. <laughs> oh, boy. That's, that's where we go to break. Not what a damn cheery episode. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs>